0: Just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? Welcome to O'Reilly Radio. This is show one sixty-three, recorded Friday, August twenty-fifth, twenty seventeen, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go, Oh, really? I'm your host Andy Cowan, and I have my usual suspects with me. I've got Daniel Atherton, Amber Besucker, and David O'Connor. Welcome back, everybody. What is up, dog? Uh, all sorts of things are up. Um, so speaking of those things, we're going to make mistakes as we talk about the global economic pulse and uh, and various other things. So uh, if you have an opinion on what we say here or need to correct us, then please shout it out to us. First, maybe into a pillow so that you get it all out of your system. And then, once you're composed, go ahead and send an email to O'Reilly Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Or you could phone both of those things in at 470 Also, while we're at it, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters at slash O'Reilly Radio. And that would be Donald Davis, Melissa G. Henry, and Daniel Duncan from the Problem Addict Podcast. So, thank you all very much. Much for continuing to sponsor this uh, this endeavor, even though I've been terribly negligent at actually getting some things out. But I'm going to work on that um, as soon as life allows me to do so. And uh, so, the global economic pulse. I know that you're so excited for it, so (laughs) so excited for it. But it's it's the last week of the month, so we get to then look back at last month as we're continuing this series to actually figure out how we're doing as a nation. So uh, this is week 4, 825. The Dow closed today at 21,813.67, and that is up 139.16 from last week. The NASDAQ closed at 6,265.64. That's up 49.11 from last week. And the S&P closed at two thousand four hundred and forty-three point five. Up seventeen point five from last week. Now, if we compare that to last month at this time, everything's down. So I'm, I'm sorry oh, yeah. for all your 401ks that are that are stuck into into the stock market, but uh, including my own. But everything's down. Uh, the Dow is down 1664 from last month. The NASDAQ took a huge hit at 109.04 from last month. And the SP is down 29.05 from last month. So, this again just tells us that you need to be a long term investor and uh, just even a month. If day to day is insanity, a month, you know, even week to week, that's still pretty. Uh, Nerve wracking, month to month, you know you're still biting your nails. You got to look at this over years. So, or at least quarters. We'll do quarters too. Quarters? Quarters. Yeah, not sure exactly which quarter we'll start with, but uh, I don't know which quarter should we start with. Uh, coming uh, up on, coming up on September. I don't know what what financial 30 quarterlies 30 are going to be out there. Hmm. Well, we'll figure that out. And if you have any suggestions, like a company that whose quarters you follow very um, very strictly, like I know a lot of people follow Apple stock, so that you know, it could follow the we, Apple quarters or we
1: should uh look at our first quarter uh end of September.
0: End of September? End of
1: but September. is that
0: a, is that an actual financial quarter or just a, the quarters it, themselves? It is
1: and, no, it is of a st- if you're going by standard calendar and you're not trying to shift things for tax purposes,
0: that's, <laughs> well, that's what we
1: that, do. <laughs> that that is that is a financial quarter. Um, though a lot of times people will will move for tax purposes and mm-hmm. get business advantages, what have you.
0: Yeah. So
1: that they have a different. Different months will start their their year.
0: So the so uh, September in theory would be the start of the fourth quarter, but for many businesses, it's the start of the third quarter. At least that's I think how it is for my company. I think that's how they do it. So, but it always confuses it, me.
1: Into September would be a good place place okay. to start.
0: Then that's what we'll do. We'll do it for what makes sense for us in the show. If you have thoughts about it, well, we gave you that email a really radio podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your, what your thoughts are. Okay. So then there's the basket of currencies, the international monetary fund. Uh, the dollar is still not doing so good. In fact, we slipped a little bit uh, with the Euro, with the Chinese uh, yen, the Chinese nuang. Uh, the, the japanese yen actually got a little bit better we slipped back to uh 0. 0.77 on the british pound and bitcoins is even slipping a little bit further still so the us dollar's not doing so hot um, weird isn't it <laughs> well, isn't it though
1: we're so. coming into both economic uh environmental And other forms of crises.
0: Yes, we are. I I don't think that the hurricane would be affecting this week's thing. No, but it'll be affecting the start of next week. Yeah, these these are more long term kind of things. So yeah, we'll we'll see how things affect next week. Uh, but for those of those of you number wonks out there, one U.S. dollar will get you 0.84 euros, 6.65 Chinese yuan, 109.37 Japanese yen, uh, 0.77 Great British pounds, and 0.000 that's three zeros two three bitcoins. Uh. Bitcoin, that's going to be the wave of the future. <laughs> okay, and then, of course, the thing that we all run on, which is not Dunkin' Donuts. No, it's oil. So, last week it was at $48.51 a barrel. Now it is $47.87 a barrel, down $0.27. Cents. No, it's not $0.27. Cents. That's more than that. Oh, dear, it's a number that I didn't get to crunch. <laughs> Um, but what I do know is that it's down a dollar eighty-one from the previous month. So nice. yeah, because in July it was at forty-nine dollars and seventy-one cents. So there we are. I will I'll fix that in the show notes, so you'll be able to go back and, and look at the show notes for what actually that number is. And then we've got the big, big, big board, the big numbers, the U.S. debt clock, and here is where the big surprise is. The big surprise is that it didn't go into the trillions in addition this week. So august eighteenth it was nineteen trillion nine hundred and seventy four billion one hundred and fifty six million thirty nine thousand six hundred and forty. Uh but this week it is nineteen trillion nine hundred and seventy four million I'm sorry, billion uh eighty seven million. Nine hundred and ninety one thousand six hundred and fifteen, which is only up a paltry six sixty eight million no, I must have missed a Wait. number <laughs> I missed a number there, but it's yeah. about sixty eight billion as opposed to racking up a trillion and a half or two trillion and a half, which is how it has been
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that's that's a good thing. I don't know why it's that way.
1: We don't know what slowed couldn't, it.
0: Couldn't even tell you, but it it has slowed a little bit. So unfortunately, I've got to, got to fix those numbers a little bit here, but I will do that because they're numbers. They just take some time. Okay, so since we're talking finances, I think that we have we have some time here for a new segment, and and let me I've got a I got a bumper here. Hey. It's screaming geometrically with Amber B. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amber, what has got, what has gotten your goat this week?
3: Oh, this week, uh, mostly it's Nook Press, which is uh, Barnes and Noble's independent author publishing platform, banning independent author accounts out of the blue. They just banned them. Yeah. So roughly around the middle of this month, like uh, like August 16th, I think is when it started, hmm. uh, Nook Press started sending out emails to independent authors. Each email was a form letter stating that that author's account had been suspended due to a business issue, and that subsequently no new titles could be published. Um, but instead of letting any of the authors know like what the business issue was, they gave them a link that the author could click on that would take them to a different form that they had to fill out to even request information on why their account had been suspended every single author who filled out that form got a form letter back stating i have, I have the actual word the wording here uh thanks for contacting Nook Press. We've determined that many of your titles available for sale are in violation of our content policy. Accordingly, the offending titles have been removed from sale and your account is being terminated.
0: Just straight up terminated, not Yep, not paused or held in review, just nope, we're going to can you. Wow. Yeah, what?
3: not like, that hey, was you know, you messed up. <laughs> yeah, like let's let's not let's not let the authors maybe try to fix the issue or tell them even what the issue is it's just in violation of their content policy now they do have and have always had a content policy specifically for indie authors which why that's important i'll get to in a second but Mm. they recently changed that content policy middle of the month gave no prior warning to authors and instead just took this lazy unilateral measure of banning anybody who they felt violated it Um, And and independent authors, me being one of them, we're kind of used to this in a way because Amazon will frequently decide something that was previously acceptable no longer is and then we all get emails telling us so. But what Amazon does right uh, compared to Nook Press in this specific instance is they give us the chance to fix the issue instead of outright banning us with no opportunity to adhere to the new rules. Um, So the old content policy... Was um, titles sub- subject to removal included works portraying or encouraging incest, rape, bestiality, necrophilia, pedophilia, or content that encourages hate or violence? Like pretty simple shit. Like you yeah. know, don't go off the deep end, and uh, and you can publish through us. The new content policy adds the line: content we deem offensive in the exercise of our sole discretion. Um.
0: Oh God! This, yeah. Did they become like Hobby Lobby or something?
3: I guess so. Um, um, it also—that's
0: basically a <laughs> blanket al- statement of, yeah, we, we don't just... like you, you're out. Yeah,
3: right. If we, yeah. we res- like
0: it's doing. it's the we reserve the right to stop doing business with assholes like you.
3: Exactly, and it also outlaws pornography, quote unquote, which it describes as graphically portrays sexual subject matter for the purposes of sexual arousal and erotic satisfaction. There's a little bit of, of contention between authors on what this actually means, since some of them are arguing that like, text can't be graphical by definition. But the important thing is that Nook Press seems to be using it to describe literary work based on how they've applied their ban. The policy also stipulates that it's the responsibility of authors to keep up to date on any changes to the policy, even though they don't let us know that they're coming. Um, And they actually issued a statement on this. Uh, They were asked, why did you move so swiftly to drop titles and delete accounts? And their spokesperson said, we have a policy. The authors are aware of it. We terminate when there's a violation.
0: I'm sorry, as an author, were you aware of it? No. Okay. there you go.
3: No. I'm, well, I mean, like, I knew that a content policy existed. I didn't know that there was an overnight update that all of a sudden... Changes these new, the rules. These new nebulous terms were going to be applied, But which is a definite, like you guys pointed out, it's a definite power move. Like, it, it's giving them the ability to say, well, we don't like it when you do it, but when another author does it, it's fine, and, and yeah. they can kind of control who they publish and who they don't. Um... This is only. Now you
0: see that. Sorry. Whoa. (laughs) My mouse was in the wrong place. (laughs) Well, I think you picked the wrong or right clip. So go ahead. I have been doing. May have.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um. It kind of shifts their content policy, incidentally, in the direction of Amazon's. Amazon's content policy for offensive material, verbatim, is what we deem offensive is probably about what you would expect. That's it. There's no other guideline. We'll know it, it when we see notes. it.
0: We'll know it when we see it. Didn't
1: Strom Thurmond porn- say pornography.
0: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I'm not
1: sure about that quote, but uh, it's...
0: It's not apocryphal. It is a, it is a real quote. A Supreme yeah. Court mm-hmm. justice did say that about pornography. I don't yeah. know how to describe it, but I'll know it when I see it.
3: Um, and now... <sighs> The the authors who have been hit by this because I know a lot of people kind of look at it and, and say like well it's erotica like who cares about erotica so authors who got hit have all, included like Harlequin uh, romance novels I think like all well of them. no only <laughs> only independent authors um, so it includes independent authors who have been published with Nook Press since 2012 romance authors like Georgette Saint Clair who I believe is a bestseller. Selena Kitt, who's definitely a bestseller. She runs Accessica Publishing. That's not safe for work. Don't go there if you're at work right now. Um, (laughs) Bestselling romance authors who had unpublished their previous erotic works from Nook Press two years ago. Sci-fi and fantasy authors who had at one point written Erotica, but had since unpublished it. And then me, who hasn't had anything published or live through press since 2014.
0: So you have so, you haven't done anything in three years with them not
3: with them no, all of my stuff was unpublished. I got banned anyway because I had published it at one point under a content policy that said it was okay. Wow yep and
1: heavy handed without any sort of nuance, uh just to get stuff done.
4: Well, I also right. I look at it in the context of they're
0: in a dying industry.
2: Sure, uh, but
0: but that so yes no. in a dying it's, industry, you don't go around pissing off the people that are providing things for people to read.
4: What you right. do, you bend have over backwards to get more content. organizations such as that is uh, what we saw I think is more of a mirror of what we see in our current administration is that people were convinced that things were bad and in Barnes and Noble's case probably are bad and so they went with the extremist option because they're the ones who yelled most loudly that they had the answers. And the extremist option is always crazy.
1: Well (laughs) so it's it's the hammer or the scalpel and they chose the hammer. Yeah. Well Um,
3: right. So did so did early posts. Go ahead. (laughs) This is an anecdote which I'm not going to get into, but the worst manager I ever had came from a Barnes and Noble store that had recently closed, and proceeded to try to run. It was awful. He was he he at one point called me a cunt. Like he was a terrible human being. Um, but. Huh. Why I, I wanted to mention this is it's it's not important only because, you know, regardless of, of what certain people may think, erotica is a valid genre. Yeah. It brings millions upon millions of dollars every year for a variety of re- retailers. Um, readers should be able to more or less choose on a free market model for literature. Um, I kind of think it's hilarious that Barnes & Noble celebrates Banned Books Week but it's also important because the new policies are only geared to authors titles like 50 shades of gray, a song of ice and fire, the Bible outlander. They all include explicit scenes. And in some cases, explicit scenes of incest, and they will not be affected by the ban. They're, they're not unilaterally applying these policies. They're only applying them to the authors who don't have yeah. They're going after the ones who don't have the legal cloud or the organization to fight back. Um, As for why Hmm. they might be doing this, because we've kind of been speculating.
0: Your connection Uh, is really bad, Amber. This month. You're breaking up a a lot.
3: Is it any better now?
0: Well, no, I think it's your internet connection.
3: I'm not having any other problems.
0: Yeah, you're you're just coming through uh, uh, clipped. Like you are screaming geometrically, actually. But awesome. go ahead, yeah. Go ahead and, uh, and and carry on. If there's anything that we need to clarify, we'll we'll step back. So okay, keep on, keep on. Just um, wanted you to know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we've been speculating on why this might be. This month, Barnes and Noble bought a suite of student service sites, and they're going to be working with Target. Even though Target sells some erotic content like Fifty Shades, it's likely that this is Barnes & Noble's attempt to be more family-friendly in omitting some of their racier titles, which mostly stem from independent authors, even though they all went through a human review process where a Nook Press employee went through the content individually published book and approved it. So, okay,
0: so, so, so just the to... The easiest
3: way to tackle that issue... Is to attack the group that can't fight back.
0: Okay, since, since you're since you were bra- breaking up there a little bit, they mm-hmm. started a relationship with Target, and yes, mostly in the like kids literature or, and in that kind of genre, uh,
3: like, student service sites.
0: Student service sites. What is, what what is a student service site? Is that going to be for textbooks or YA stuff or? That's that seems odd. I've never heard of that before. So, but I can see where that would then parlay into the more family friendly kind of atmosphere that some of the big box stores like Walmart. They have the you know you cannot have explicit lyrics on any of the songs. Mm -hmm. So all the albums have to be neutered, basically. Right. At least they did for a long time. That may have changed. I don't honestly buy any. You know, solid discs from them, so I don't know, uh, and so they're they're parlaying that into into possibly this, the, but that's speculation. We don't have any hard evidence on that yet, right. so that's right correlation, not equal causation. Right. And then from there, uh, you referenced how they were doing the vetting, so everything that that went through them was actually, it's not like gone through an algorithm, it's going through a human being's eyes and being approved. So things, things that you put in three years ago, under whatever policy were, it was, and every anything that was already in there had already gone through a human review process and was clear. Yep. So yes. at this point, they've backstamped that and just made everything horrible. <laughs> Broad strokes yep. kill it all.
1: Bring on the sledgehammer. Yep.
0: <sighs> that is delightful. Uh, Barnes & Noble is a uh, a Fortune 500 company. so They, they are they publicly are, traded. They are publicly traded. I was just actually looking at their SEC filings to see if there was anything special that, that came in. But that's going to be a, uh, a deep dive kind of activity. SEC yeah. filings are a little bit obtuse. Um, but I am also not seeing any, like... Ethics statement or anything like that, which is kind of what I was hoping to find. If anybody knows anything like that, that would be that would be an interesting Useful. thing to know. Um, huh. So is there any recourse whatsoever?
3: Um, a couple of authors are reporting that after repeated emails, they've managed to get their accounts back. The vast majority have not.
0: Hmm. So it, it's direct emails. It's not even social pressure, like like the the, the Twitter uh, berating.
3: There, yeah, I, I went, I took them to task on Twitter for a little while, and um, I think Selena Kitt has blogged about it. Um, she's blogged about Amazon's issues in the past, um, but the thing about independent authors, and I think this is a huge plays a huge part in why they chose to go after this group is they don't organize. Like, just historically, we don't. Um, And anybody who tries to get independent authors organized usually finds that a Sisyphean task. Like, they don't want to. um, It's hurting cats. They're Mm -hmm. not interested. They just kind of go, well, we're making more from Amazon anyway. Um, Not paying any attention to like the future where it's like okay great now amazon's the only self publishing retailer we have they can pay us basically nothing which they already are by the way um yeah which is an entirely different rant but they you, they don't look at it that way
1: you guys are already making less than pennies on, on the dollar uh, but they can't see the forest for the trees
3: we make less than half a cent per page read we make point zero zero four zero three as of last month's uh, earnings statement. That's
0: that's a lot of zeros before and actual any money.
1: Remember, folks, back in the day, some authors were paid by the word. So yeah. now you're getting less than a cent per page
0: read. That's how bad it's gotten. Let's let's mm-hmm. crunch crunch some numbers here since we're in the numbers segment. Okay, so. Amber, that that was uh, what number point zero
3: zero four zero three.
0: Okay, so okay zero zero four zero three, zero and that's three. Uh, that's after the decimal point.
3: And how many
0: pages is your average book?
3: Um, I was going to try to go look, but that might be. That might take a minute, but let's just say uh, let's say three hundred. Okay, three hundred. So, folks,
0: if uh, if through the Kindle program you were to read one of Amber's books, uh, a whole dollar and twenty cents would go to Amber. Yep, dollar twenty.
1: For 300 pages, and for somebody who reads slowly because I like to hear the voices in my head from whatever it is I'm reading. Same, same. Um, So it takes me, depending on font size, maybe two minutes per page. I like to savor words and occasionally look stuff up. Mm -hmm. So two, two minutes per page, 300 pages... 600 minutes. Okay, so... That's 10 hours. 10 hours. And the author is getting less than
3: $2. And that's assuming yeah. that you read literally every page in the book. That includes the front matter, which is stuff like the copyright page. And um, the back
0: matter. Yep. And everything else. Um, is there a completion bonus?
2: No. <laughs> I'm just... That's oh. obscene.
4: Basically, yeah. authors are getting paid twelve cents an hour for entertaining you.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Where and that's that's at max. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <sighs> yeah. I i I've, I've and the thing is I'm not that much have that much of a creative writing background. I've written for gaming systems before. I'm more of a mechanics guy.
0: Yeah, it's, well, that's, that's a reference manual, basically. This is... That takes me
1: time to work things out per page, and then do formatting and work with people. Wow. That is not the creative task and the creative endeavor, which, again, is daunting in and of itself, and these authors are making less than two bucks
0: a book.
3: Yep, if you read the entire thing, um, in that's, the past that's what I wanted week,
0: to know. It's like, yeah, per page, okay, that's great, but no, it, give me the context. Like, what is what are you getting if I read all of your book?
3: Yeah, like a dollar twenty, and what we've compared in the past, a, a couple wow. of us to the idea of like you go to a restaurant and order a burger and only pay for the amount of burger that you ate. Like, no one else, no other market would let you do that. Like, no right. other that's not a thing that happens well, like pretty like, much anywhere else.
1: How often do you wear that shirt?
3: Yeah, exactly. I,
1: I, I pay you based on how often I wear the shirt.
0: Okay. Also, there's the, there's the thing of all the content that's in chapter nine, you would mm-hmm. not get if you didn't have chapters one through eight. Right. So just because you stop reading the story is still there, waiting for you.
3: Exactly, and not only that, but <sighs> in the case of independent authors, who again, this is the only set of authors this applies to. J.K. Rowling's books, her Harry Potter series, are in Kindle Unlimited, but she doesn't get paid this rate. It's completely different. Um, independent authors are Even spending if she was money. Paid this rate, she'd
0: be okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, but. <laughs> Independent authors are spending hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars up front just to publish because we've got to pay for a cover artist. We've got to pay for editors. Um, You might be paying for book formatting. You're paying for your marketing, for sure. Amazon doesn't help you with that. In fact, Amazon has an ads program that you can use to promote your book, but you have to pay for it. Of course. You have to pay them to promote your book through their site that you've published on that they are getting – 30% 30% of your royalties from. Yeah. This
0: is highway robbery. So there's no incentive to be creative anymore.
3: Not really. And why the Barnes and Noble issue frustrates me in particular is because in the fall, I was going to pull all of my titles out of Kindle Unlimited because the rate just keeps falling. I'm not getting anything out of it. It's ridiculous. Only 20% of my readers apparently are even subscribed. So I was going to pull out all my books and go wide, which is when you publish on multiple retailer sites, Barnes & Noble being one of them well, now I don't have any incentive to really publish through Barnes & Noble because they've terminated my account. Even if I get it back, who the hell knows if they'll decide that they want to take it down again. Um, and so they it's can just take lim- it down
0: without reason.
3: Right, and it's just limiting our options well, even further be. to be like, we have to stay with Amazon because...
0: Only game in town. Yeah. Oh... Yeah, I'm out at uh, Barnes & Noble here. I'm just kind of, let's see, Lana Hart, right? Mm-hmm. Just to see if, if there's anything that shows up. No, zero results, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were definitely pulled.
3: Well, I wasn't with them. I haven't been with them since 2014.
0: Okay, so yeah, not even anything previous to that. No, so they're spiteful acts.
3: Yeah, I had published <laughs> yeah. um, in... In 2013 and 2014 with them, um, and then I pulled all of my titles because when you go okay. through the Kindle Unlimited program, it's uh, which was friend. it's exclusive, you can only go through Amazon. So I had to pull all of my titles, which I did, and I was going to put some of them back, um, but now.
0: So the Kindle Unlimited program used to be a little bit better, right?
3: Right, it started off as a, it wasn't called Kindle Unlimited at first, it was called something different, and I can't remember what it was, but originally, um, people who were enrolled, readers, could quote-unquote borrow your book, meaning it wouldn't be permanently downloaded to their device, Um, they would only have it for a limited time, they could borrow it, and you would get paid a flat rate of $1.35 per borrow, and this was great because it was kind of still a subscription service for readers, but you were still getting paid. Like you knew what you were getting paid. You absolutely knew. And this was at a time when a lot of people were publishing short stories. That was the market. So getting paid $1.35 per borrow on a short story, not bad. And it didn't good. matter. Yeah, it didn't matter how many pages they read, if they consumed the whole thing or not. It was a flat rate. Everybody knew what they were getting. Then they changed it to, we're going to pay a certain amount per page read. Would you like to know what they quoted us when they told us this? Ten cents per page read.
0: Ten cents. Ten full cents.
3: Yeah, per page read is what they quoted us. It's orders what was of it?
0: magnitude the, higher.
3: The yeah. first month the program was live, we got half a cent.
0: So point zero zero five.
3: Yeah, and some some numbers at the end. But it was like point zero zero five three seven or something like that. Oh, boy. And it's just dropped progressively every month since. Hmm.
0: Well.
1: And I'm reminded of the jungle.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games?
1: No, up, <laughs> in, up in Sinclair. Um,
0: yeah. Very different jungle.
1: Uh, <laughs> and just the, the abuse of workers in this case artists and I am displeased.
0: Okay, so we need a well. call we need a call to action. What can we do, Amber? What what as consumers can we do that would help independent authors and and the industry to to help help the creators?
3: um as far as the nook press issue goes in whatever way you can putting pressure on barnes and noble uh would help you know let them know that if they're not able to get if you're not able to get the content you want from barnes and noble and or and or if you know that they're going to treat authors that way you're not going to buy there um affecting the bottom line would help with amazon at this point I'm not entirely sure. The only thing that I could recommend is that you not enroll in the Kindle Unlimited program, and again, try to hurt the bottom line because that's the only thing these places seem to care about.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, just seeking out authors and trying to buy buy stories direct. Would you suggest that? Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. I, I would, if as long as the, the author is not enrolled in the Kindle Unlimited program, that's completely fine. Um, also, check out if your favorite author has a Patreon or a GoFundMe or anything else that helps them make ends meet. Like, if you like the content that they produce, and especially if they're offering to produce extra content for your patronage, you know, even a dollar a month helps them. Anything to try to keep them afloat. Because right now, a lot of full-time authors are going back to their day jobs. And when they do that, you don't have as much quality material to choose from.
0: Yeah. It definitely takes away all the free time to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we need your Patreon page, obviously.
3: Okay. <laughs> it mean, is.
0: <laughs> this is where, this is where you get to yeah. get to, to promote you, yourself. You've put it, in This the is here. a plug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, it is patreon.com slash writer, W-R-I-T-E-R underscore Lana, L-A-N-A. And there's a bunch of reward tiers, some cool stuff. I've already fulfilled this month's um, rewards. So there's already stuff there for you to look at if you decide to be a patron.
0: I'm going right now because I bugged you about this before that you can yes. do it. So, money where mouth is, put up or shut up, right? So, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make that happen. So, um, it was writer underscore Lana, L A N A, Mm
1: -hmm. at at
0: patreon.com. Well, that's an email address. (laughs) (laughs) It is not an email address. So, if you put at, well, if you
1: take out the at, if it's patreon.com. Because a lot of times you don't even have to do the WWW anymore. Right. S- slash writer underscore lana.
0: It doesn't want to show me that. If the search if you're at patreon.com already, what would we put in for the search? Because that's not it.
3: Uh I'm looking at it. <laughs> um
0: Well, I just here. put in into the into the Patreon search, if I put in oh. writer underscore lana, it does not come up.
3: I would put Lana Hart and H-A-R-T and see if that comes up that way. It should.
0: Apparently, Patreon uh, is now suffering from what I just did. (laughs) It'll come up here in a second. Okay. Oh, my God. Their search function sucks. I've heard from many, many creators that they Mm -hmm. are in a love-hate relationship with Patreon. A major love-hate relationship, but it is the place for creators to go.
3: Right? Yeah, it's place. it's yeah, it's basically the only place where you can be like every month I will give you something in return for your patronage. I I have a GoFundMe, but that's for a very specific goal for doing a product rebrand. Um, this is where it's like if you want exclusive content that no one else is going to get. If you like, one of the things that um, I offer is. Every month, if you pledge five dollars or more, oh wow! You I just get...
0: I just hit hit subscribe,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: I got a uh, a Cloudflare uh, always. I on got that notice. Too. Yeah, they are they are apparently hammered right now, so um, bad gateway. Yeah, oh, yeah. But like Great. if
3: you if you pledge five dollars or more a month, um, you get a, a digital draft copy of a chapter from an upcoming work before it's published, a deleted wow. scene from a previous book. <laughs> or you get access to a real-time writing video to see what I do on on a monthly basis, and that's something that actually uh, Brandon Sanderson does. Is Sweet. he'll do like a like almost like a speed painting type thing, but with like his actual writing process of him sitting down to write the chapter, and obviously it's it's sped up, so it's not just like you know it's you're time sped. lapsed. Yeah, it's time lapsed, but you get to see like him looking at the outline and then adjusting the outline if he needs to, and then like. You know, his what he has a character say, and then maybe he decides that character doesn't want to say that and goes back. And I think those are really interesting.
0: Oh, I like the twenty five dollar a month. In addition to all other rewards, I'll produce videos or audio files on world building, character creation, and my overall creative process. I want that. You
3: should get that. I'm doing that right now. I will also do a Q and A during those videos. Ooh. Where if you've got questions, send them in. I will answer them as long as they're not ridiculous, like harassing questions. <laughs> oh, come on. I have an entire podcast for that. Oh, no, I don't mean you. <laughs> I mean anybody listening.
0: Oh, like, I hope you are gonna, listening, but I don't know. If you're
3: going to ask me, like, my cup size or some nonsense, I'm not going to answer that question. But no, I like,
0: already found out from another post anyway. Doesn't matter.
3: Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I did talk about that. You did. <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> you got to get all the shows, folks. You got to get them all. <laughs> I, you, you okay? I, like I, know that? Entry, I mean, you, your your beard is going crazy. What's going on?
3: <laughs> but yeah, it's there's, be okay. There's a bunch of different tiers. Uh, one of them is you know. The stuff that I that I give out at the five and ten dollar levels, if you donate at a higher level, I'll record basically audiobook versions of that for you and they'll be available for download. Um, you can get all ebook copies of all new releases as they come out, or physical copies. It just depends on what you want to donate. So uh,
1: folks, I, I remember finding an uh, a eight Treasure trove of stuff uh, from way back in the day that I still hold dear, and that is uh, excerpts of of books being read by uh, their authors. So you, I got to hear what how they thought their characters sounded, how they thought things should be narrated. So if you can if you can get that, that's worth investing in.
0: Beautiful. Wonderful. Yes. Okay. So, um, so ongoing though, I'm totally in favor, obviously, of supporting artists and the mm-hmm. people that you that you're enjoying the work of. The problem is that without these platforms, how the hell are we going to find you?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, do you mean
0: discovery? Like Our new artist discovery.
1: Yeah, that is kind of the, the wall. hmm
0: Because
1: you don't have people subscribing to... Because I know, say, late 40s through even to the 80s, you had these literary magazines that you could subscribe to and get exposed mm-hmm. to short stories or excerpts from, from different authors. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a way for... An author to be discovered not just by by readers but also by publishers, mm-hmm. and and get their work out there and being able to to begin that patronage.
2: <sighs>
4: Human Z's.
3: Yeah. <sighs> I'm glad that was the word we came back on was humanzies.
0: Well, we definitely came back to it. I don't know if we should have come back to that one. Humansies <laughs> like chimpanzees humans.
1: Yeah, yep. Chimpanzee human hybrids.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. uh,
4: Russia.
3: You are so right.
4: Yeah. And
1: why am that I that not sounds... surprised that he would
4: so... get it
3: right in one? This is the 1920s <laughs> when those experiments happened followed by uh, Chinese experiments in the 40s, I think.
4: <laughs> I pay attention to the world, and I I can now look at it through the lens of look. If you can dream it, somebody's <laughs> done tried that shit.
3: If you can nightmare it, you can do it.
4: Yeah, somebody has tried it. They wrote notes. It's horrifying, <laughs> but it's out there. Uh, my world. Welcome
0: back, Andy.
1: Continuing to descend into the <laughs> SCP Foundation.
0: The Someone Else's Problem Foundation?
1: No, SCP. Uh, yeah, Someone secure, Else's c- Secure, Contain, Protect.
0: Yeah. Oh, SCP. I thought yes, was No, S-C-P. Uh, totally add- about Someone Else's Problem. Oh, um, okay, so just so that we can carry on here, uh, mm-hmm. Daniel, you were saying something intelligent. Oh, oh, sh- Crap. Um, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but about uh, author this, uh, about creator uh discovery discovery
1: discovery. Um yeah, it, it, I think where we blue screen was, was on uh, in, in asking Amber like how how does one go about about discovering somebody new cuz again, so often it it is It was with magazines. Those have have phased out in our digital age. Uh, Now, when I I find people, it's either through, you know, somebody shares something on my Facebook wall Mm -hmm. or uh, I find an interview uh, through YouTube or it's finding somebody through the Amazon Barnes & Noble store, um, especially for any form of digital content. Unless it's you know, printed book. Um, if it's something digital for me to consume, it's it's hard to find new authors.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Discovery is difficult for every artist, and I think with authors it's worse than almost any other kind. Yep, uh, l- because it's so much more difficult to show off the end result than with right. music or with, so with painting pictures
1: yeah so what do you do amber how do you overcome being in 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 the new digital dark
3: um me personally there's a there's a couple of things i do one of them is i maintain a mailing list where every week on wednesdays at 3 p.m i send out information on Uh, For anyone who has signed up through, like, the back of my books, or if I've done another, like, a giveaway with another author where they were like, hey, to their mailing list, you know, you should read these books. And then I gain subscribers that way. However I got them, I update them weekly about, like, other authors they should be reading, um, things that would interest them, where to get free books, and also um, because of the nature of what I write. I inc- this is how we got to human z's. Um, I include some like horrifying or just weird historical fact at the end. Um, and last week's was human z's, which were human uh, attempts to make human chimpanzee hybrids um, back in the 1920s by a, a Russian biologist. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, but that does help a lot. You get a lot of uh, opportunities for personal interaction that way. I, I think readers like that. They like to be able to feel like they have a personal connection to the author. Um, giveaways, I mentioned, where if you can get in with a bunch of other authors and and somebody can host a giveaway where it's like there's 90 books to choose from. And in order to claim your free books, you've got to give up your email address or something. Uh, that's one way to do it. Um Having another platform, like you mentioned, like on YouTube or, or something like that, something else going on, um, the, the more out there you are, the more chance people have to find you. Word of mouth is extremely helpful, but in my opinion, doesn't happen enough, um, the more reviews you leave for an author, this is really important. If you like an author, please leave a review, or even if you don 't like an author, leave a review because Amazon has an algorithm where if you 've got less than fifty reviews, they don 't do anything to even attempt to include your book at like the the first page of search options or anything unless somebody uh, you know uses directly your name or title. Um, you, get you get filtered away- out. Yeah. yeah, you get way more traction. It, it doesn't even matter if you've got 51 star reviews. <laughs> like, as long as you've got that magic number, it works for you. So if you like an author, you, if you hate an author, whatever. But especially if you want to help an author uh, with their visibility, please leave them reviews. It can be as simple as, I liked it, or whatever. Just please do it. Um, but yeah, word of mouth is another big one. It, I think it's I think it's both the one that... that people find authors and and creators through most often and the one that also doesn't happen nearly enough um paradoxically
0: mm-hmm. um it's the most effective because yeah. it right. actually gets adoption but it right it doesn't happen frequently enough because people's circle of friends that might be interested is very small and if right. it's not like super duper important to them they're not going to bother sharing it uh, uh, also it's <clears throat>
1: harder to share an author yeah. yeah. It, it's one thing, here, let me play this video for you. Let me show you this picture. Let me play this piece of music for you.
2: Yeah.
1: It's it's such a more... Something that you've read. That, Theater um, a, a, of the mind. A, a short story. Well, because if if you've enjoyed it, it's immensely... We have more of an attachment to his stories. Mm-hmm. It's far more personal. And sharing an author with somebody you don't want them to reject that because you have made that personal investment and therefore attachment
3: and it's also hard in that like uh like david was trying to say um i think this is what he was getting at was that like when you have a painting or a song or whatever it doesn't require the person in to engage with it more than just a glance or a listen. When you have a manuscript, it requires them to kind of do work. They have to read it. They have to go through page after page to get to the end result and and hopefully the payoff. And So I think it's harder on that level, too, for writers to get noticed.
4: Well, on the other side of things, like, if you're... Um, But there are
3: still... But there are still... Sorry, uh, there there are still e out there. Um, like a lot of the literary mags have gone digital. Um, so there are magazines out there that deliver to your Kindle or, or whatever device um, that are like Nightmare Magazine for weird fiction and horror primarily. Um, there's Clark's World, which is fantasy and sci fi. Um, Tor.com now does a kind of a cool thing where they release short stories onto uh, Amazon.com. Um, that were were basically submitted in like a magazine format, but they went ahead and just packaged them as a short story and released it individually. Um, and Mator.com especially those stories are fantastic. Um, they've, they've done, they've got a lot of diverse authors. Um, they're, they're wonderful. So you can still kind of get your foot in the door that way, where it's like you kind of piggyback off of a, a bigger platform um, in order to get more people exposed to you. But they are so inundated with submissions that a lot of those zines aren't even accepting submissions at the moment. So, so it's it's tough. It's super tough.
0: Well, we got a problem then.
4: Yeah, the, no. I feel for authors because their struggle is so hidden from public view. In that you know you send mm-hmm. out manuscripts to all these publishing companies and it's just. You in your home sending something off to somebody in an office or in their home, who may or may not do something with it at their leisure. <laughs> Whereas yeah. with almost yeah. any other artistic medium, you know, there's there's uh, concerts that you can, you know, bars you can play at. There's conventions where you can be like, hey, I want an art booth.
0: Well, Let me show it off let's let's do a little thought experiment here. Okay, so a three hundred three hundred page book. yeah, mm-hmm. we already discussed that it would take maybe ten hours to enjoy it. Maybe, yeah. you know we can We can knock that down to eight hours, so a full work day, okay A full work mm-hmm. day. So if you submit a book to someone and you assume that they have to read it in order to approve it that that's a full work day for them,
1: mhm, wow, yeah, thinking about paying for somebody for getting right. approvals, Wow, yeah, I didn't think about that
0: now the the it, economy is terrible here because you're being paid less than a buck and a quarter for a book for one person to mm-hmm. read it, yet you have to end up paying somebody to read the book mm-hmm. to to search for that content. So the upfront cost it scales even higher than that to, to if you're thinking of the pay to play kind of kind of idea like okay well what if it, if it's going to I have to cut somebody a check in order for them to write the to read the book and really give me their opinion on whether or not something's good or bad you know you still might end up getting rejected but they're going to spend a full day dedicated nothing but to you to read that book
2: mm-hmm.
4: And as if that's not bad enough, uh, you know, Google's making an AI that can write full-length novels.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't so know if
4: I'll be interested in that. It can inundate the market at computer speeds with full-length
0: novels. Yeah, and since it would already it would already be edited at that point, so it wouldn't even need any approval because it was already written by an algorithm. Yeah. So and so the, I don't wanna... the algorithm would read whether or not it had you know inappropriate content. The the markers would be there.
3: Right. It would be a slider
4: of how inappropriate can this book be?
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a dimmer switch. Way inappropriate. That
1: that is the worst image ever from today and today has been crap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't want a control panel of you know, c- completely tailoring your book. You know, okay. No, no. I it's want a, big thing, a volume slider yeah. of smut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So, okay, I yeah. want, I want uh, at least ten main characters. I want an in-depth space opera. Where's the slider for that? Okay, I want that. And then, you know, I I need really intricate storylines because I can follow that stuff. So just crank that all the way up, and oh, I that'd... need it dirty. Dirty, dirty, dirty. But, but dirty's not falling. <laughs> dirty's like half. <laughs> all that sli- that's half of the slider. <laughs> no, it's got each one has its own slider. That's oh, one, so it's I, like character well, generation. Yeah. Sliders. yeah, it's all it's all character generation just sliders. It's just book the, generation sliders.
3: Just yeah, the, how terrible the would the idea, that character look?
0: This is the idea of
1: concept dirty. <laughs> well, dirty plastic. Is, We We have this wonderful volume slider. Dirty's in the middle.
3: Dirty with two R's. Is it? Is it in the middle?
0: I don't think it is. I I don't. It's it's softer.
4: That's a matter of semantics, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. You you see, you're thinking that it's only only one slider on every page. You think it's only one slider? (laughs) It's like.
4: No, no, no. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm imagining just
0: the smut section as one slider. No, I'm imagining a control panel with levers. Like, okay, I want this, and I want this, and I want that over here, and I
3: want tentacles, and I want no, no, this, no. I, <laughs> tentacles. I want a hand for <laughs> a separate slider. Oh, good heavens! Yes, for like how like how many meters they are? Yes. <laughs>
4: well, hey, what if what if the All one slider unlocks the tentacle slider?
3: <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh, And then it starts <laughs> like at zero. Awesome anyway. oh.
0: Okay, well, we've just <laughs> discovered the future of publishing in a horrible way. Horrible, I, horrible I, thing.
3: I promise I'm not going to take any more time, but I just wanted to mention two desperate moves authors have made lately. Just very briefly. One is that there was just a scandal. And by just, I mean, like, I think yesterday it broke that a young adult author had paid their way into the New York Times bestseller list.
4: Oh, course. yeah, I read about that. Damn. Yep. Of, of and course the they other did. Thing, Why not? <laughs>
3: and the other thing that... Um, it, there's been an expose on, but it wasn't in a major magazine or anything, so it hasn't gotten enough attention, in my opinion, is that there are... Uh, people or, or companies out there in like China and India and and and, and even here, I'm sure, um, and in Europe, where they will basically flood 2,000 pages of like nonsense of like lorem ipsum bullshit, but not quite that. It's stuff that's like meant to get around the algorithm, but it's utter nonsense. And they'll publish that, and then they have people sitting in a room with a bunch of phones open to. That book on the Kindle app, just turn it, just swiping pages, um, in order to make money generate that way. Page mm-hmm. And
1: the author pays the these little groups to, so to get a kickback. Get yeah. mm-hmm. it, what a It's weird to generate system. To, to use the algorithm in an underhanded way to get to the front page. Because mm-hmm. once you're on that front page, you are making money. So yeah, it's I can invest five hundred, maybe a thousand dollars with with these nefarious groups to Sometimes guarantee myself
0: my in other countries. It's gold farming. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, 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 it's that's it's gold exactly farming. what it is. It's gold farming for literature. That's a horrible mm-hmm. practice. Oh, maybe Steve Bannon's in in all that. I I'm imagine he is, since he was a you know met one of the Only masterminds if the everybody gold in that thing. practice is white. <laughs> no, no, he'll, he'll exploit all of them. There'd only be one one white guy, and that would be the author. Oh, you know, uh, every, everybody, zombie, everybody else is somebody else.
3: Bookshelf zombie wants to know if this is the part where we bring up Bukaki.
0: I was trying David. to ignore that one, but you know, sure. Along well, with I mean, the, you along you with the tentacle the sliders and everything, of the book somehow.
3: Yeah, there definitely has to be a slider for Bukaki because that shit is slippery. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, this is probably a the the worst time ever to segue into. So, what about Goodreads? <laughs> 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 <Hey>. Just a, <laughs> how much bokakis in there? I, and I'm not even talking oh, about what? that. I'm I'm ser- I'm serious. So, what about Goodreads as far as uh, as far as getting eyeballs
3: on authors? Um, Goodreads, <laughs> I me and most other authors find it useless for a lot of reasons um if you're not basically a big name already it, it it just doesn't matter and there's especially a lot of problem at the at the indie level with like um anybody they don't screen reviews and you don't even have to leave a review you can just leave a star rating so there are accounts that can go through in one star like 200 books a day and goodreads will do nothing to invalidate those reviews. I've tried. I've gotten hit by those accounts several times. Um, the and I'm trolls like, are
0: everywhere. Yeah, and you I'm know? like,
3: there's no way this person is reading 200 novels a day. And they're like, well, they could be. And I'm like, you're... <laughs> Shut up. Like, you're insane. I... <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> um, but wow. yeah, we, we kind of find it useless because we found that there's, there's spam bots like that that you can't do anything about. Goodreads doesn't want to do anything about it. The only authors who seem to get a lot of attention are the ones who already had a name for themselves. Um, One of the ways you can try to get attention is to give away physical copies. But at that point, you're spending money to hope people leave reviews. And in my experience, and in many other authors' experiences, uh, giving away free copies does not equal reviews. Readers can't even, like, they they don't. They just don't. Um, The fickle public, Yeah, and well, we've all also found- it's
1: taking people out, taking time out of their day for something that they may or may not care about.
3: Yeah,
0: again, it's buying that eight-hour day from yeah, somebody. Yeah,
3: and and the other thing is that there it, there's a lot of disorganization there as far as like like I have three books that should be all that there is on my Lana Hart page on Goodreads. There's like seven books there because people keep adding like more of the same book with like separate reviews for the same book but a different entry for that book and Goodreads refuses to clean that up. Um it just it looks terrible to me. Um and then there's the fact that we've all found that for whatever reason reviews on Goodreads seem to be way worse across the board than on places like Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Like I and I don't know why that is. I have no idea. But we all get lower, much lower reviews um, on on Goodreads than we do anywhere else. And it may be because of the fact that, unlike other sites, you don't have to leave a review. You can just click a one star, and you're done. It doesn't require you to leave any text.
1: Oh. Uh, mm. Yeah.
0: Might be the case.
1: That, that would definitely affect scores.
0: Bookshelf Zombie has, uh, has brought up a couple things. I uh, saw a similar issue regarding fake Instagram accounts where they ended up getting sponsored from doing just one day of shooting and then buying stock photos. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, And and then they set up two accounts. One was a fashion blogger and the other was a travel Travel blogger. Uh, The fashion blog was generated from one day of shooting with a model. And there you go. And uh, the travel blog was just from a stock photo site. site. And
4: they spend money on fake followers and fake likes. Yep. It's interesting the way that people are exploiting the systems on the internet mm-hmm. uh, for totally. personal gain. Yeah, total and, fake news, and it's working. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And so it, it sucks. They're, they're using fake news to become
0: real famous.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay. So one more plug from you, Amber. Uh,
3: yes.
0: How do we get into your mailing list?
3: Um, uh, you can either go to there's a couple different ways you can go to my Lana Hart Facebook page um, which is facebook.com Hart. Um, and there's a little tab on the side that says mailing list you just click on that and it takes you right to it's integrated into Facebook so you can just sign up through that form um, you can also go to uh, Wormwood Publishing's website uh, which is wormwood, W Y R M W O O D, publishing.com um, slash Lana Hart. And there's a form to fill out at the bottom. Um, or I can give you a direct link to where the form exists on a site called Subscribe Page, which is subscribepage.com and then slash Curious Collectibles.
0: Okay, I want that in the show notes. So.
3: Okay. I'm putting that there now.
0: Drop that in there right right beneath your Patreon page. So that way everybody that that has been intrigued by the words coming out of your mouth and screaming mm-hmm. geometrically at Barnes Noble and and Amazon at this point uh can can get in on the action and uh well hear everything that you have to say about all of it. Awesome. Jeez. I will do that right now. What good is this platform if I cannot promote people that I like? I appreciate it. <laughs> there's, there's nothing better, nothing Cause better. Because as we at all.
3: said, it's hard out there.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, go be a patron. You out there, Internetlandia, you know what to do. Follow the show notes. Follow the links, and help her out. And also, it's not like it's just helping. It's not a handout to a panhandler or anything. No, there's Mm -hmm. content. There's three books that's, well, let's see, 10, 20, 30 hours of content for you readers out there. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Okay. That's going to find... Before my computer blue screens again, and then I have to clean up (laughs) all the editing again, we're going to wrap this... this part of the show, and then we'll get into Trash Day. So here we go. There we go. At least some things are still working. Alright, so if you've enjoyed what we've done here, and you'd like to help us out as a show, there are a few ways. You can donate to the show through www.patreon.com slash Overlay Radio, and of course, while you're there, you know, subscribe to to Amber. It'd be a good idea. She probably has more content out there, actually, to give you than I do, so... (laughs) So get in on that. Also, you can make the algorithms work for us by reviewing us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker or wherever you found us. And, of course, places that give reviews. A lot of places don't even do that. So uh, go back to a place that does. Yeah, go do that. (laughs) And that would help. And, of course, use your words. Uh, Tell somebody about us. That word-of-mouth advertising, as we just said, is the most valuable thing ever, and nobody does it. And of course, engage with us directly. Send us a message on the social medias or the electronic mails at Podcast at gmail.com. Or if the more talkative sort, 470 222 6759. It's always ready to take your call or your text.
3: And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1 800 273 8255. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals.
0: Thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been a really radio part of the Random Acts Company. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0, United States license, including the music, music, yes, that's it, Rocket and Pemgia, created by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And also thanks to Muse for providing a little 15-second segment uh, to introduce the screaming geometrically segment so hopefully uh, they don't uh, don't get too mad at that but there we go i've given them attribution gosh darn it so there we go <laughs> okay so check them out and we'll be right back with more of trash day see you soon cheers ah <sighs> okay All right, stop scene, got that, and scene.